Hello, everybody. This is another episode of I'm Still a Mormon with your host, me. Today, I'm going to share my views of the different versions of the church, is uh, lack of a better term, uh, that I would want to uh, explain to you. I think the, the church is broken down in, in different levels. And, and I'll just start by explaining what I mean. For example, there's the gospel level. To me, the gospel level is how Jesus really intended things to be, uh, which is actual doctrine. And then I would add priesthood authority to uh, disseminate that doctrine. That to me is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The church of Jesus Christ is the day-to-day -day operations the business of running a church, because I'm sorry, you can't have a church without a business type arm of that organization. You just have to have uh, that if you're gonna have a church. So the, the church itself, the, the operation of the business of running the church, it's policies, procedures, programs that are not part of doctrine. The third level of our church, I would call the members good and bad people, prophets to primary kids, everybody in between, belonging to the church and believing and figuring out the gospel or doctrine who sometimes confuse church and gospel with um, policies, procedures, and programs. And sometimes we, we make that mistake and think the policies, procedures, and programs are doctrine and, and they're not. You could add another subcategory of what I would call ordinances, because ordinances are important, especially in our church, saving ordinances, the gospel, uh, temple ordinances, and those types of things. But a lot of people, the reason I'm talking about this is people that have left the church get mixed up in what is the church and what is the gospel. Let me explain. Um, I listened to this uh, this. Uh, just wonderful person who unfortunately left the church. She worked for the church. Uh, you can see this podcast if you look for it. I'm not gonna give you details or anything like that, but it's out there. Uh, this wonderful woman, just sweet as peaches, left the church uh, as, she, as she worked for the church, had a very unique job in the church, but she would see things that just didn't sit well with her, whether it was in the temple or how the church ran things and things like that. Um, one of her assignments was to do a history of the church farm and the church farm specifically in, in Florida. I don't know if you know, but we have this big, massive, I can't remember how many thousands of acres. To, I believe the church is still the largest private ownership of land in Florida. I, I could be wrong on that, but I know we were at one time. But they own this big, big, big ranch out there. And this, uh, this wonderful person, gal, was asked by the church who she worked for, to write a history of that ranch. And so during that, she did a lot of research, talked with uh, people who ran the ranch, people who uh, were part of the ranch, and then she did some research to find the history of the ranch. And when she found that, she found that there was a lot of people from Arizona who were ranchers that were asked by the church to pretty much sell everything and go donate their time, talent, to make this ranch work in Florida and they did. But in her research, she found that the, um, some of the families were let go. 
after they sold everything, went to Florida to run the help run the church's ranch. The, as she said, the church let them go, and the church should not have done that. So, <laughs> and I can see where people think that, okay, because the church owns businesses um, under the umbrella of Deseret Corporation or whatever the name is it, of it is now, and the church owns those businesses. Those businesses owned by the church, such as that ranch, is not the church firing those church members. The, it's the business side of the church uh, making that move for whatever reason. And so it's, I look at it a little different and some people confuse the church or the people uh, as the church and it really, really isn't. It's just uh, maybe church owned organizations doing things you don't agree with. Don't lose your testimony over that. That's a business side of the church. They take the money that we donate very, very serious. Uh, they're almost obsessed with the idea that they have to increase that money uh, because it's holy sacred funds that were donated by members. So we have to do our best to make sure that that's used in 100% best wise way to increase it, to grow it, whatever. Not a bad thing. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it, but that's what the business part of the church who owns businesses outside of the church, that's what that's all about. And the gospel is what we should be focusing on. Uh, the church itself, that has to be, we've got to have a building, we have to gather, we have to have policies, we have to have procedures, do's, don'ts. I get that. That's part of having a church. But the gospel itself is what we need to, to focus on uh, more than anything else. And that is the pure principles of the gospel, the doctrine of the gospel, and what Jesus uh, taught in scriptures, and how we become like him and, uh, and enjoy the blessings uh, of the gospel through repentance and, and forgiveness and, and those types of things. But uh, some people really feel that the members are part of the are the are the gospel and let me explain myself so uh, another person um, has a podcast that i watched and one of their uh, bad examples uh, that they thought oh this is another reason why the church isn't true is they were telling a story about uh, in the the early parts of the church where an apostle uh, came in and demanded some food from the Martin Handcart Company, who we all knew uh, ended up in a bad way, and took the food and ate the fatted calf and left them starving and and uh, and left them to to die or nearly die. And how in the world did the church do that? Because he was an apostle, allegedly. I had not read the story. I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying it's false. Um, the people uh, on the Exmo side really do their homework, and most of the stories are true. I'll just tell you that. But uh, the point is, they looked at that, and anybody can look at it the way they want to. I get that. But they looked at that as the church 
posing its members in this sense, the Martin Hancock Company, uh, by take the apostle coming in and saying, hey, we need the food and we're taking it. I look at it as a rogue apostle going in and doing something he probably shouldn't have done. And that's not the gospel. And that's not even the church doing that. That's a rogue apostle doing that. As a individual who, in my opinion, based on little facts that I have, um, did something he probably shouldn't have done. And I can't sit here and say the church hosed the Martin Hatton Car Company like these people were doing and claiming. Uh, I, but I can say, hey, that apostle, uh, you know, that probably was a bad thing to do, and he's the one that did that, not the church. Uh, yes, he's an apostle, I get all that, but they're people. And the apostles, uh, just because they do something like that does not mean it's the church endorsed or, or things. We get that feeling, we get that tendency, but, and I understand where that comes from, but that's just another example where people, I think, get confused between the members, the church, and the gospel. When someone in the church does something bad or something that we don't agree with, um, and there's been rogue leaders, mission presidents, stake presidents, bishops, apostles in our in our time, uh, you name it, we've had a rogue leader, and and that's going to happen, and it's sad, but <clears throat> but it does happen. But that is people doing things they shouldn't do. That is not the church doing bad things. The best way I can explain this is our Catholic friends. I don't know if you have done any uh, study of the Catholic history, but it makes us look like Girl Scouts. Um, the Catholic Church history as an organization uh, is just something to behold. And the members have this ability to separate the people, even their popes, priests, cardinals, uh, those type of people, high up uh, leaders, they're able to separate what they do that is wrong. And some of these people do, and I'm not picking on them and saying we don't do anything, but the Catholic history, wow, that's all I got to say, wow. But the, the members of the Catholic Church are able to separate those leaders as not the church. And as you read church history, if you can do that somehow, uh, be like our Catholic friends and look at the people, Brigham Young. Um, Brigham Young did a lot of crazy things in his day um, as the president of the church. But if we can look at that as people uh, doing things and not the church, we're going to have a better time understanding church history. We're going to have a better time accepting some of the uh, warts and the uh, so-called sins of the, the men, women in the church, uh, just like our Catholic friends do. And I don't know how they do it, because to me it's like if you were a Catholic and you read their history, you'd be like, okay, why would you be part of this church? Uh, but they do. They, they are able to separate that. That just because people in the church do bad things does not mean the church is bad. In our faith, for some reason, uh, those who leave the church, that's exactly why they leave the church, is because the history has bad people doing bad things, and therefore the church is not true. And 
I can hear them all screaming in my ear right now, but these are leaders doing bad things. Yes, in some cases, they were leaders. Just like in the Catholic Church, you had popes doing bad things. But the members still knew that the the gospel of the Catholicism, the, the that organization was still holy to them. They just had some jacked up people. Um, and you, you have to look at everything. Uh, I, I'm a big, big believer. I, I give people a lot of uh, credit. I give them a lot of leeway because you know what? I want credit. I want leeway for my, my faults and my shortcomings. Uh, so I tend to give that out uh, quite a bit in church history. But this notion that Mormons seem to have where if Joseph Smith did one or two things that were questionable, it now puts everything he did in question. I don't know why we do that, um, but we, uh, we do that a lot. Just because uh, someone, I don't know, uh, you can have somebody in the church that just was wonderful in every way, but had a smoking problem. And for some reason our culture is like, oh, that's a bad person, he smokes. No, that's a great person. That's a God-fearing, Jesus-hugging Mormon who has a smoking problem. I hope you see the difference there because it's a huge difference. Just because somebody has a smoking problem or drinks coffee or, you know, today or in our past doesn't make them a false prophet, doesn't make them a false leader, doesn't make the church wrong. And somehow that's uh, a lot of us think that way and uh, we just we just shouldn't. And if you uh, dive into uh, church history, I hope you keep that in mind um, as you're looking at people and hearing stories and because there's stories out there. There's just there's hundreds and hundreds of stories out there that are going to that you're going to kind of scratch your head and go, what? Um, But remember, they could smoke and drink. Uh, They could uh, literally go to the temple, come out, uh, light a cigar, have a glass of whiskey and talk about their temple experience. Uh, Today, that would just be unthinkable. But uh, there was a time uh, that happened, and uh, you didn't even have to pay your tithing uh, either uh, to have that temple experience. So look at our history a little different. Things have changed, and give people some credit uh, where credit's due. Just because they made a couple mistakes or a few mistakes doesn't wipe away everything uh, that they did uh, that quite frankly was just amazing and, and miraculous and good. But that's my understanding how I look at the church. The gospel is one level, the true level, the gospel is true. The church is the organization that surrounds that gospel, is the keeper of that gospel, and the people that are in that are subject to mistakes. And the members, we're, <laughs> we're, all, we're all sinners. We're all trying to figure that out. And that's okay. But if you see a member do something crazy, don't say the church is wrong or the church did something. That's just a member. That's just a leader doing something. The gospel is true. Um, everything else, we're just doing our best. I hope that helps. And thanks for joining